In ancient times, men would set aside personal comfort and strive to live a life of dedication to a higher cause. These Nazarites would resist sin and call others into a life of holiness, and they'd let their beards grow long as they grew in virtue. So in honor of these great men, each November, a bunch of guys started getting together online and focusing on growing in virtue and growing out their beards. Well, now, for the second year in a row, we are also gathering as women to get a taste of the Nazarite life this November. We're going to focus on growing in community, growing in virtue, and letting a little bit of vanity go by sacrificing one aspect of our personal grooming for the month of November. This year, we launched a podcast for the Nazarite Challenge, this podcast, Virtue Riot. My name is Jill Simons, and I'm excited to have myself and some of my favorite people share their reflections on the cardinal virtues with you. But before we dive into the cardinal virtues, we're going to take a couple of days to talk about what virtue is and how we live virtuously. So for the first three days, we have Cameron Thompson of the Virtuous Leadership Institute breaking open how we do just that. This is Dr. Cameron Thompson. I'm a moral psychologist, author, and president of the Virtuous Leadership Institute. So virtues are excellences of our human nature, strengths that we acquire that lead us to human flourishing, that give us a unity of life, and direct us towards becoming who we are meant to be, and thus actually making us more receptive to grace. And this is where there's, there may be some, dis, some uh, distinctions that can be made. When we're talking about virtues, it's important to remember this is all within the natural realm. That is, these are things that are part of us, like human nature. Uh, and so we're speaking of the natural virtues. There are such things as the theological virtues or supernatural virtues that are more in the domain of grace. And that's, that would be for a separate conversation to talk about that interaction. But this is something that we have to cultivate ourselves as part of our human nature, in the same way we would cultivate any other strengths or skills that we might have. So it's helpful then to look, how do I actually become more virtuous? What are some of those exercises, those activities that I can do to develop the virtues? And there are each of the different virtues. You could go very specifically on different kinds of things that you would work on to develop those specific virtues. But it's helpful to have a background and an overview of generally how can I develop a virtue, whatever the virtue is that I'm going to be focusing on to practice. So as we've said earlier, the virtues are developed through exercise. So they're like strengths, really skills, ex- skills of excellence that are developed through practice. Exercising, the same way you develop your muscles to become strong. The helpful way to think about this is that in any, in any activity, it's more likely to sink deeply or to sink in more deeply into who you are if it's being undertaken with what we might call reflective action, where you're not just doing something mindlessly, but you're being very intentional about it, or at least being very present in the thing that you're doing. Uh, so reflective action. And it's hard to be constantly awake to our activities day in and day out every moment of the day. We can develop that skill. That too is actually a virtue, and that is a skill that can be developed over time through habit. But so often, if you think about it, most of what we do poorly, that is, are the vices that we've acquired, those areas where we fail in life, morally and otherwise, is, is so often because in many ways we're absent-minded or forgetful. And so the very beginning of the virtuous life is in becoming present and aware or what uh, some of the, the, the early church fathers would refer to the terminology of 
wakefulness or sobriety, that is being attentive to what we're doing, having our eyes wide open, instead of uh, how we so often do is going through life with our eyes shut, morally speaking, and therefore we're not attentive to what we're doing. But to become attentive to what we're doing uh, allows us to actually develop the virtues with, with a greater intensity by bringing, bring, bringing this degree of awareness and intentionality to our daily activities. So practically speaking, how do we begin to cultivate that kind of awareness? What's very helpful is the ancient practice that's recommended by, by, by everybody who specializes in this area for, for, for centuries, indeed millennia, to, to say a daily examine that every day you stop, you take stock of your day, you look back over your day and say what worked, what worked well, what didn't work well, and in those areas where it didn't work well, why didn't it work well? Or when it worked well, what were some of the things that helped it work well? And I would recommend to you then that every day, and you do this actually maybe twice a day, it would be best, is that at the end of the day, you take stock, you look over the, pre, the, look over the day that's just completed, and you begin to cultivate that awareness. You take maybe five, 10 minutes only, and look over your day and say, okay, where did I perform well? Where was I excellent at being a human being? And you can get more specific if it's a specific virtue that you're working on. But where was I being excellently human? Uh, and and what, why did that work well in that context? And then where was I not excellently human? Where was I less than excellent? And, and what were the circumstances that led to that? Why did I not perform well? Why was I not virtuous in that moment? What, what's the source of that weakness? Is there something deeper that I need to work on? Was I simply inattentive? Uh, was I putting myself in an area that was really beyond my capacity for the, the level of strength that I have right now? Uh, or is there something going further back? Right? Uh, there's, there's something important about the principle that if you want to start your day well, that start, you, you know, I say like a, a good morning starts the night before. You know, if you want to get up on time, it's helpful to go to bed on time, that kind of thing. So looking, be able, being able to work back and say, okay, well, why did this work or why didn't this work? And then what can I work on? And, and the cycle you want to go through with this each evening or each night is to reflect, to become aware, right? And then to accept the reality as it is, and then to make a resolution to change. So reflect, accept, and change. And you go through this as sort of a, each day you go through this little cycle of reflect, accept, change. Each bit, bit by bit, incrementally each day, you'll be making improvements. And what's helpful then is not only in the evening, but the next morning. So that evening you say, what didn't work well? Make a solid resolution for tomorrow of what specifically I'm going to do to perform better should those circumstances arise again, to perform better in that particular capacity. What am I going to do tomorrow? What specific thing do I resolve to do tomorrow? And you write that down in the evening. Write that down. Make it concrete out on the page. Uh, somewhere, I'll just keep a journal or a notebook. Uh, there's, there's, there's many helpful tools you might use for this. One of them, the Daily Structured Journal, my wife and I uh, created for this very purpose. You can use it, you can use something else. It's available on Amazon or dailystructuredjournal.com if you're interested. But you write it out, and that way you're able to bring your thoughts out of your head and onto a piece of paper. You're, you're committing to something, you're more likely to actually do it. And then the next morning, 
take take a take a few moments each morning and look over your day so you so you're prepared for what's coming and then reaffirm that resolution you made the night before so now it's fresh in your mind you're freshly committed to it the next day in the morning and you start your day fresh with that and and that will actually help you begin to become more attentive in the activities that you're doing throughout your day and you'll notice bit by bit over time you become more virtuous you develop better habits and you overcome those bad habits that we call vices Another principle is to start light and move to heavy. You don't just jump in and try and lift 500-pound weights. You start small and you work your way up to that. You work your way up to that. So don't throw yourself into circumstances where you know you are, uh, sort of morally speaking, out of your league. Um, but very difficult decisions become easier once you're, you've acquired the habit of, of doing things rightly in smaller matters. When, you're, when you perform well in smaller matters, when you're able to be virtuous and strong in smaller matters, greater matters come easier. So start small and move to heavy. And then the other thing is to, to, to have some sort of accountability group isn't the right word because accountability group is only, it has this kind of negative connotation of having you just simply not do wrong. What you want is something like a mastermind group, a small group fraternity of some sort, a group of friends who can help encourage one another, but also help bring out the, uh, give us a certain level of self-knowledge because none of us sees ourselves exactly as we are. We can only see so much of ourselves, right? And so it's helpful to have other people around to help bounce ideas off of and also give us feedback and input of those areas where we may be struggling or performing well that we're just simply not aware of. And, and having that, that, that interpersonal dialogue with a small group of friends that maybe gets together regularly, if that's once a week or once a month, helps us to move down that path of virtue. And then finally, in developing the virtues, it's, it's fundamentally important to get back to that main point of being attentive in what we're doing, to, be, to go through life awake with that kind of wakefulness and sobriety that was, that was so lauded and encouraged by by the great masters throughout uh, the, the great masters of virtue throughout history through the early church fathers speaking of nepsis or wakefulness to be awake and attentive to maybe during this period as we've got this month here to slow down minimize our activities of all the different things that can distract us especially as we rush towards christmas and the festive season and the new year and all the things that we can get caught up in but to slow down and, and try and engage more intentionally in the things that we do and to become present in the here and now. Thank you, Cameron, for calling us to a life of virtue. Now it's your turn to get involved. If you'd like to share your thoughts on today's reflection, I encourage you to head over to our Facebook group. And if you haven't visited the group yet, you can find the link in the show notes. If you want to find out more about Cameron's ministry, you can head over to virtuousleadership.org or check out the show notes. We want to thank our sponsors for the Virtue Riot and the Nazarite Challenge, Catholic Balm Co., Pink Salt Riot, eCatholic, and the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. For more information about all of their work, please check out the show notes or visit nazaritechallenge.com. The best way to help people find out about this Nazarite challenge and this podcast, Virtue Riot, is to share the challenge page on social media or to rate and review this show on iTunes. 
And if you rate and review this podcast for this month only, you'll be entered into a chance to win a year's worth of free products from Pink Salt Riot, which you want to win. Until next time, ladies, remember to step out, act up, and start a virtue riot.